You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. Someone came up to me and said, oh my God, you and your wife, like uh, you guys have the perfect marriage. You get the perfect relationship. You're always you're laughing. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, I sleep at the fucking bottom of the bed. <laughs> you think it's perfect? I'm at the bottom of the bed. Just call me Shadow. <laughs> He's the golden retriever from Homeward Bound. You're listening to the Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Good. Good morning, sir. Folks. Morning, lady. Um, Welcome to, well. We're not doing the professional thing. Right. We're just like talking. Yeah. I was, no, I was going to say, I think this is the week that I know in Ontario, this, this it's particular week would be March break. Yeah. But Americans, do they have a March break? Yeah. They have, it's called spring break. Oh, when is it? Maybe this week. No, I don't no, think for so. Universities. It was two weeks ago. Well, we you know, know, cause we were on the cruise and we, we ran into spring breakers. Yeah. But what about for elementary? Like, do they have, like, I know that spring break or, um, winter break in universities in Canada is typically February. Right. But I, just I think this is the same week for everybody. Huh? Well, it, to our American friends who are listening, <laughs> if this week is the week where your kids are home. Good luck to you. Good luck. <laughs> for I, our Canadian friends. We know this is your week. Good luck. Yeah. We, uh. By we, I mean, I booked the kids into camp. We agreed. Early on because I was like, wait a second, I wait a second, wait a second, wait. Was that a slight dig? It was, yeah. It was like a little bit of a shovel. Why would two people book the kids? No, I'm not saying two people wouldn't, but I took the time to book the kids in so that I wasn't freaking out about having to work and watch the kids because that would default to me. Oh, don't you dare. Just letting, I'm just saying, I just used that word because it was the best word for that sentence. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. So but I to was be like, clear, to be clear, we discussed putting them in camp. No, I said, I'm going to put them in camp because that I don't want to have discussion. to watch them. No, no, that if it was a discussion, you would have been like, oh, or like, I'll see if I can take some time off. It was just assumed that I would take the time off to either watch them or figure out who else is going to watch them. No, I agreed with your plans. <laughs> that I made. I agreed with them. Okay, Therefore, it was the discussion. That I could have said, 
I don't like those plans. Let me ask you this. If I didn't make those plans, would the kids be in camp on March break or would you just assume I would be watching them? I don't know, oh. Brittany. I don't live in an alternate reality. <laughs> no, you're like, I where don't that didn't happen. speak English. <laughs> we've, ta- we've talked about this art camp for months. Uh-huh. So sure. I don't know how I yeah, would have reacted. For sure. There's a chance I would have done nothing. Zero. Percent. And there's a chance, albeit small, that I would have done no, something. They would have been home and you have been like, what are you guys doing this week? <laughs> well, the kids are in art camp because Brittany is a hero. And uh, I'm not a hero. I'm not looking for praise. I'm just saying this is something that was like, I'll, do, I'll figure it out because I defaulted. You know what, Britt? <laughs> I appreciate our relationship. Oh, that's nice. I appreciate our partnership. I love the fact that I don't have to think about those things because yeah. you handle them. Good. That's a wonderful response. I love it. Thank Perfect. you for thank you for your partnership. Yeah. I also booked them in summer camps as well. I've organized all that. Um, in case you were wondering. <laughs> don't act like I don't know that already. I'm just saying they don't know that you they don't know that. <laughs> how many summer camps are they doing and which ones Riley is doing three summer camps yeah how many how many is Cooper doing Cooper I know of Cooper doing one <laughs> how many is he doing three he's also in the same three <laughs> no, no he's not in the same three no there's there's one camp that he's not in that Riley's in he's in something else yeah I think Cooper's in about two or three yeah, yeah. oh yeah let's yeah. uh, the top of my head <laughs> Okay. There's so many plans, you know. So many plans. Do you have an I love you and you're annoying? I, I have a hard mine. time. I feel like I have a hard time inserting an I love you and you're After annoying right now. <laughs> like, this is probably not the time for me to complain about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I will. I don't have one either. Mine is... Mine is the fact that your suitcase is still upstairs from Florida from two weeks ago. And it's being worked on. <laughs> the fuck? What, what, wait, wait, what do you mean? I'm just saying it's still there. Like why? And hold on. And behind our door, because I moved it, are clean clothes that you worked on and, and, and did your laundry and folded them and just didn't put them away. So now they're in a tower behind our door, but they're clean. Straight up, straight up truth to this story. Mm-hmm. I noticed those clothes and I thought they were your pile of clothes that you were giving away. They're yours. They're mine? Yes. And they're clean. And you did that laundry before we left for the cruise. And you're like, so good of me. Did it. And then you let, no, hold on. But then you left it downstairs. Right. Like in the family room, all folded. And then we left for the cruise. Why would I put it behind a door? I did because it was in the living room. Why would you put it behind a door? Well, I took it upstairs for you and put it on the floor. And then they were, no. No, I put it in the middle of the room and they sat there for a couple days and then the kids started destroying it. So I moved it so that people, you wouldn't get them mixed up between dirty and clean. I just don't spend a lot of time in our bedroom. <laughs> uh, it doesn't so matter. I don't there's notice no, these things. There's, let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just talk about the weird awkwardness? So here's a, here's a true story about our lives. And this wasn't planned. I looked at your agenda for today's podcast and it's not on here, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it briefly. Okay. So if you recall, quite some time ago, our entire family got COVID. And the first 10 days you had it, we were in isolation. We weren't allowed to see you. And I took on... Because the, we didn't know any better. Yeah. You know, okay, okay. Uh, none of this is a problem. What I'm saying, what I'm about to say is compounded into a problem that we're now trying to fix. And we've briefly talked about it. But one thing we haven't talked about is how it's actually impacted us in this sense. So when we got COVID, 
and we all got COVID and we had to isolate, I took on the responsibilities of parent, solo parent. Now I realize how difficult it is to be the only one. <laughs> but in doing so, to create some, because there was a lot of worry and concern for the kids, I put them all into a king size bed in our spare room and I slept with them. And that was fine and it was great. But then we all got sick and I kept sleeping with them and then they all got sick and then I kept sleeping with them. And next thing you know, we were on vacation and we were sleeping together and we created a pattern in about a month and a half of us sleeping with the kids. Right. And that has continued. Trickled. Trickled into our lives ever since. Yeah. So one of the things that we did to combat that was because they were waking us up every single night is like, let's divide and conquer. I'll sleep in the spare. You sleep in the, in the main. Mm -hmm. And when they wake one of us up, they're not waking both of us up and we'll survive this little season. Pure survival. Well, here's what ended up happening. This is a true story, guys. We haven't talked about this on the podcast ever. We haven't. We haven't slept in the same bed since. Yeah. It's been a long time. Like a long time. Now we have our relations And then we say, have a good night. And I go into the spare room. Now, for some people, that's normal. And for some people, that's not normal. Mm -hmm. And there's this constant debate about whether or not couples should sleep together or sleep in their separate rooms. Ultimately, what it came down to was at some point in time, it was a survival mechanism. And now it's uh, Brittany doesn't know how to sleep with a snorer anymore. But it's not anymore. You were you were always awful. What had happened was is when we would go to bed and we'd go to sleep, as long as I fell asleep before you, we were okay. I was woken up a few times in the middle of the night when you snore like super loud. And like typically when I'm like, babe, like I tap you, I'm like adjust your body. And like you sometimes are like, no problem, you adjust it, we're good. There are nights where you don't know how to do that. Actually, I have a funny story about last night, um, but I'll tell that after. And it became a... I was laying in bed for hours just listening to you snore. And then I would be like, right. And I'd get so frustrated. And then you would get annoyed because I'm waking you up every half an hour to being like, shut the fuck up. And so you would be like, I'm just leaving. And it would, we'd start off in the same room and we would be there for a couple hours. And then middle of the night, I'd be like, either I'm going or you're going. And then you would go and I would be like, goodbye. And like that happened well before the kids were in our room. Like it didn't, it wasn't just like, oh, I can't deal with your story anymore. Right. Like it's hard. Well, as you guys know, if you've listened to this podcast for the last three years, 151 episodes into this thing. I, my love language is touch. I like being touched. I like being felt. I love being caressed and I love being close to people. Sex for me is extremely important because A, it feels good and B, I need that. You like to be close to people? People's. Yeah, I like being close. Just your wife? Well, you're a person. So, (laughs) yeah, my lip got stuck. You're a person? You're a person. My my top lip got stuck on this. Yeah, it's your braces. Anyways, um... That's weird. I'm like, uh, what's that guy's from, uh, from Fire Marshal Bell? <laughs> huh. Anyways, um, as you know, I like being cuddled. And so I feel not cuddled. I like being the big spoon, just to be clear. Yeah, just yeah, to be clear. yeah, sure, sure. Just to be clear. I have been missing this part of our relationship for some time. And so I have been a demand or a bold request to get back into the bedroom. And just to be clear, it's not like you're like, no, it's like, you got to figure out, you got to figure out a solution. Last night, because we were, when we were on the cruise ship, we were forced to sleep in the same bed. But one of the things we did on the cruise ship to survive is we did the 69 sleep routine, as in like my feet were at your face and your face was at my feet. And like, honest to God, it 
Like, I don't even know if it helps because we're still in the same room and you're just snoring three feet away from me. <laughs> Anyways. And we have a sound machine and I have earplugs. But we survived the cruise. <laughs> and so to. for some stupid reason, we decided that when we got back, it was like, I'm back into the main room. I'm going to sleep in here. We're going to make this thing work again. Let's do the whole feet to face thing. Mm-hmm. I'm laying in bed last night talking to my wife, staring at her feet. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, this can't be fucking normal. <laughs> and you didn't even laugh. Like you fell asleep quite quickly. And I stared at the ceiling trying to get to sleep, listening to your snoring. Then I finally, after an hour was like, babe, can you please adjust your body? And you do this thing where you like pretend that you're not fully asleep and you're like, I'm like, babe, you're like, yeah, what's up? Mm -hmm." Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, I need you to adjust your body. This is the funny story. And you said, you said, oh, how exactly am I supposed to do that? I'm like, just roll over. And then you got out of bed, went pee, then came back. And I was like, all you just need to do is like adjust your body. I, I, I don't know what that means. And then you end up leaving. And I'm like, just, just turn. Like typically if you're laying on your back, you're really, really hard at snoring or in your stomach. Like when you're on your side, you're okay. Anyways, it was, uh, it was rough. So is that part over? Can we talk about the other funny story? It's, about just, your- it's just weird to me. I felt like a golden retriever <laughs> sleeping at the, at the, end the end of bottom the of the owner's bed. I mean, at this point, I think like I'm embarrassed to say, but well, whatever we sleep in separate rooms. I'm embarrassed to say, I don't care that I sleep in separate rooms. I'm embarrassed to say that I sleep at the bottom of the bed. You don't sleep at the bottom. I slept at the bottom of the bed. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from. Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit good vibes with an S juice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with good vibes juice. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms 
and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. (laughs) Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Stay fresh, everyone. If you want tonight, I'll sleep at the bottom and put my head at the no, bottom. No, no, I don't want to do that like, to lick, you. Lick your toes. You won't like the feeling of it. Lick your toe. If I'm sleeping, I don't give a shit how I'm sleeping. Like if you and I both decided to do an adventure sleep and sleep on the other side, I think that would feel cool. Be It'd be like you're sleeping upside down in your room. Yeah, for sure. For some weird reason. But if I'm the only one down there and I'm staring at your feet. <laughs> now, granted, you're staring at my feet. But I'm at the bottom of the bed. I literally felt like a dog. Okay, well, we'll switch. And then I I'm like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm out of here. I love sleeping in the same room with you. This is not that. <laughs> okay, well, listen, we don't have a solution for this right now. This is just like our real life. This is happening. It's not normal. We're trying to figure our shit out. But if anything, I hope this is in consolation. Like, if the, if you feel like your sleeping arrangements are strange, so are ours. Not yeah. every, not everything is perfect. Someone came up to me and said, "Oh my god, you and your wife, like uh, you guys have the perfect marriage. You get the perfect relationship. You're always You're laughing." Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, I sleep at the fucking bottom of the bed." <laughs> you think it's perfect? I'm at the bottom of the bed. Just call me Shadow. <laughs> He's the golden retriever from Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound. What a great movie. <laughs> Homeward Bound the sequel. <laughs> Okay. Lost again. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about your uh, your birthday. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So, um, do you want to get into what do you want to get into first? The whole seriousness of birthdays and celebrations and seriousness? how seriousness was that seriousness of how people celebrate their birthday or the expectations. Like, do you want to do that or do you want to get about like what happened this weekend? No, let's get into like serious and then we'll <clears> end in, in not serious. Okay. I feel, I feel like that's a great way to end a podcast is to not be serious. Okay. And to bring in some golden nuggets along the way. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so let's do that. <laughs> okay. So let's maybe start it with this. So <clears throat> Ryan has always had a thing about his birthday since I've known you. Like since I've known you and I think it just, we are like 
I never know exactly what Ryan wants on his birthday. In the past couple of years, we've had conversations about it um, just with him, maybe just working on communication, right? Like Ryan wants, he just, I think most people have an expectation for their birthday in, in, and who delivers that expectation is the question. So this year I was, we were in Florida for Ryan's birthday and my lovely parents had, um, gifted us a really fun excursion that we've talked about. Okay. And so that's when we celebrated for your birthday, but we got home. It was Sunday. We did breakfast or brunch or whatever with the kids. We stayed home, we hung out and it was like a very family oriented. And then we, um, I booked like a restaurant, a pub for all of your friends to come the weekend after. And the, the days leading up, Ryan kind of gets like, I would say like closed off a few years ago. And you forgot that you even said this to me. Do you remember saying, cause I texted you and you were like, I don't know what that means because I said to Ryan this year, <laughs> please, there will be no black wall on your birthday. And you were like, huh? And I'm like, and he didn't remember saying this. He told me a couple of years ago when he was like in his own head, he's like, honestly, when I think of my birthday, I just think of like a black wall of nothing. I'm like, why is that? And we kind of dove a little bit deep into it, but I don't know how much you want to get into about the why. Not too much, but it, it comes down to this. And this is no fault of anybody's to be clear. I've created this space myself. Yeah. And it's like a, it's a mechanism to not be let down. It's the same. I would say it's probably the same as anybody who has a birthday the week of or the week following Christmas. Yeah. It's like there was a celebration. Everyone got together. They had a good time. And then boom, the next day or the day after is your birthday. And it's like, are we supposed to do that again? Probably not. And in my life and in my world, which is funny because now it's happening to our kids, Mm -hmm. I'm a week away from my sister's birthday. Mm -hmm. And so there would be a celebration for her birthday. There would be cake and presents and all of that fun stuff. And seven days later, there would be mine. Well, it's difficult to like ask family to come back the next week and have a big party and a celebration for it. And to be very clear, growing up as a kid in elementary school, I had my friends over at every birthday party. My mom and dad had a huge birthday party for me with my friends constantly. Mm -hmm. But when I got out of the elementary school thing and that that close group knit group of people were no longer in my life or, you know, it wasn't cool to have a birthday party at your house. Then it became more about friends and family, like really close friends and family members that celebrate your birthday. And after, I don't know, 16, 17, 18 years of age, I got to a point where I, I started to get a little bit reserved when it came to my birthday because we had already celebrated my sister Michelle's birthday. <clears throat> the likelihood of celebrating mine to the same scale was probably limited. And so as a way of like maybe protecting just, myself yeah. from being let down, I stopped kind of caring about my birthday for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I got to a point in my life where I realized that I actually cared deeply about my birthday and I was protecting myself. And by protecting myself, I let everyone know that I didn't care about my birthday. So the reality that I had was people didn't really care about my birthday. Right. Because that is the listing that you gave of everybody. And so we've kind of like worked through that and, and realized these things. And at the end of the day, Ryan's like, like, I do care, like, just so you know, like I'm fully down to like always celebrate my birthday. I just don't want to plan it. And so I was talking to my best friend about this and she had such an interesting perspective. So she's like, 
personal, like she's like, I totally understand where Ryan is coming from, but for her, and it's always been this case, she's like, it's my birthday. I have always planned what I want to do for my birthday because I have my own expectations. And if I'm planning it, then the only person who I like would let me down would be myself because I am the one planning it. And she's like, I think that when it comes to birthdays, you need to set your own expectations. You need to kind of plan it. And then when it comes to things like anniversaries or something special, that's on your spouse to kind of be like, Hey, this is how I want to celebrate us. And you guys can do something together, which I was like, that is so interesting. And I brought it to Ryan and he was like, I get what you're saying, but there is something about, he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to say this without being a dick, but like, I don't want to plan my own birthday. Like I want someone else to plan that. And we were like, we kind of had like a hybrid model. I said, okay, fair enough. He's like, I feel like an idiot just like planning my own birthday. I'm like, you don't, you don't really need to plan your own birthday. All you need to do is say, Hey Brent, this year, it it makes me sad to think that I have to plan my own birthday. I totally understand that. But if you don't allow your partner and communicate with your partner, what you want that year, because that might not be the same as like the year prior. Maybe you want to do like a huge trip the year prior, or maybe it's a big one. Right. And then this year you're like, no, I want to keep it low key. And I just want to have people at the house. Like you just need to communicate those wants with your partner. Otherwise you are literally setting them up for failure. And we talk about this all the time in our relationship, just in our, um, conditions of satisfaction. Like you don't want to set your partner up to fail. Like that sucks. So I said, right, like this year or next year, whatever, tell me what you would like in an ideal world. Hey, I want to have a house party. Hey, I want to go on a trip. That's it. I will literally plan the rest, but I need to know what your expectations are so that I can fulfill them. Yeah. And the reason this is an interesting conversation is because if you look at, and we've talked about this and we apparently don't know what we're talking about when it comes to this, but everybody has their own love language. And I feel, (laughs) I feel like your love language is at its peak come birthday. When it's a day that's designed to be for you, where the world, your world knows that it's your day, that's your love language. It's like how I receive love and how I give love are not the same, but how I receive love, that's what I expect. I expect to get from the people in my life. And when I don't receive love the way that they are supposed to be giving it to me. Hold on. Let me get this straight. Do you feel like on your birthday, you need to receive love? of like how you give love. So for you, your love language is to like buy gifts and to have like quality time, like, um, like the closeness or whatever on your birthday, you think that that's how you should be receiving love as well. Yeah. Okay. That just wanted to be sure. And so that's what, what I'm getting at is like your partner and we're having this conversation for you guys. Cause we're already working through this. Mm-hmm. I cried a couple times already. <laughs> um, but we're working through this, how your partner receives love I'm guaranteeing you on their birthday is amplified. Yeah. And so, because it's their day, it's their special day. It's the day that everyone that in their world knows it's their birthday. And so if they don't get the, the love, the way that they want to receive the love, it's going to be a lunchbox letdown for them. And that's not fair to the other partner who's trying, but like, I look at like your birthday, for instance, and some of the things that I tried to do for your birthday, I try to shower you on your birthday so that you know, A, I'm very well aware of it's your birthday and B, all the people around you are aware it's your birthday and we want to celebrate you the best way I know how to. So that's gifts, that's, you know, friends, that's, that's getting all together. That's like putting a spotlight on Brittany and saying, this is her birthday. Let's celebrate. 
when that doesn't happen for me, and I'm not making any, I'm not making you wrong or anyone else wrong. That's how it comes to me. So when I don't get it that way, I'm like, wow, they don't, they don't care for me as much as I care for them. And that's not true. And like, okay, I get that. But like this year, do you feel the same way this year? No. And yes. But how? Because you got all of those things. Like we had just came back from vacation on Sunday. I had booked a really nice brunch place that we never go to, to celebrate you. And I know that you said that this was like, not like, I don't want to, I, I think this is so great. But the first thing you said to me was like, is there a reason we're doing the mill because it's really expensive and like our kids will barely eat like to come at, and we've talked about this before when you plan something for me in the past and I, I and I would rip it apart and I'd be like, well, it's too expensive or I don't want to do this because we have to organize this. It really kind of, um, brings down the planner like excitement. Like we're trying for you. And that's what you said to me. And I was like, the fuck, like I'm trying it's Sunday. Like when you, and you had said, somebody said this to you, like if you had your ideal birthday, it would be spent with your family and your kids. You'd be at home. You'd go like have dinner or breakfast or whatever. And you would just have that quality time, which is exactly what we gave you. And then a month prior, a month and a half prior, I reached out to all of your friends and planned a literal party for you at a pub. And you still feel like people weren't like showering you that day and making you No, this, and this is what I'm saying. Like, Hey, and that's why I'm having this conversation with everybody, not with a private conversation, because I've dealt with this and I'm dealing with this and I, and you and I are working through this. I don't feel, I don't feel let down from my birthday. There are things about my birthday that of course I would have loved to have seen slightly different, but I know that I put myself in that mood to begin with. I didn't allow these things to occur because I had set you and everybody else up to fail on my birthday. So I can be like, yeah, yeah, there, same old birthday. Here it is. Mm. Right. And so what I'm getting at here, what's the important thing is to check in with your partner because your definition of how you want to celebrate you, it might not be the way that they want to be celebrated. And if you don't celebrate them the way that they want to receive that celebration, you're going to fail and you're going to feel like you felt failed because whether they, they admit it or don't admit it, there's going to be this weird <laughs> awkwardness around the conversation. That's all I'm saying. And that's what I'm inviting you guys to do is have a conversation with your partner to say, how do you like being celebrated on your birthday and have it like well before your birthday? Yeah. So and like for me, like can... I look at it and you know, going back to what Dana said, I can understand the, why she does what she does. But she does it because she doesn't want to be let down. And it's worked well, well And it's for worked her. out well for her. For me, I'm like, just don't let me down. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> but, and, and I know it's hard. Listen, Britt, I know that but I also, have not set you up to hit a home run. You can hit, you can hit a, a, a triple, which is amazing. And, and I haven't set you up to hit a home run. Mm -hmm. And it's not just you. It's like everybody else. And I wrote you a rap. Yeah, you did a great job. Sweetheart, you did a great job on my birthday. This is not about me and my birthday, yes, just to be clear. This, this conversation came as a result of my birthday, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of value to be had here for anyone who's listening to this podcast. Really check in. And for me, Britt, planning my own birthday, it's <clears> not something I want to do. As a giver, like I, that is who I am. As a giver, 
It's the only time of the year that it would be that I feel it would be nice to be a receiver. And I get that. And I think we have to also say, like, uh, my friend who likes to plan her own birthday is an incredible planner. Like, she's so good at planning trips. She loves doing it. So good. And so a lot of people aren't good at that. So I don't think that it's like we're not saying, hey, plan your own birthday. It's like set out expectations to the people in your life, whether those are your closest friends, your family or your spouse and say this year, I really want to have a party. Can you take lead on this? That's it. You don't even have to, you don't have to plan shit. You just have to say the end result needs to be this. Could you make that happen? If I do the deep looking, here's what, here's what it is. If I'm going to be honest with everybody, cause I'm going to be honest with myself. Cause I'm, as you're talking, I'm like, where is this? Like, why am I still so resistant of this? There's one thing to be let down because the people in your life planned a party and they were unsuccessful. There's another way of letting being let down that you planned a party and it was unsuccessful. Mm. If I invited a bunch of people and I was hyped about this and I made all of these plans and all of these things and people didn't show up or whatever the case may be, I would be let down because I asked right. you to come and you didn't come. Mm. If you ask someone to come and they don't come, I don't care. They didn't let me down. They let you down. Yeah. Ultimately, they let me down because they weren't at my birthday party, but they let you down because you invited them and they said no or didn't show up. But if I invite them and they don't show up, now they're saying no to me on my birthday. That's what it is for me. I don't want to be the guy that says, hey, I want to do this for my birthday. And someone say, no, not for me. Thanks. I get that. Okay, let's quickly talk about... So beyond all of this, we did go out for Ryan's birthday. We met um, some great time. awesome, I had awesome a great people. Time. Thank you for everyone who showed up. We met, I had a great time. We met a lot of Ryan's friends at um, a local pub. So we're there. We have some food. We have some drinks. They have like cornhole. It's super fun. And then we're like, hey, we hit that point in the night where we're like just drunk enough to think that it's a good idea to like go to a different location because we're like change of scenery. Like, let's do this. Let's do it. this. You need <laughs> right? it. You get to a point in a, in a night where you're like, we either need to go. Cause it's going to get there or we need to go go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So we were like, yeah, yeah. Like, let's go, let's go to prohibition, which literally none of us have been to in years. Okay. So it's like more of, um, it is like a pub, but it's, it's also not like a, it's not a, it's not a club by any means. So we go there. I've never been. So, okay. I I think I was there a couple of years ago. So we get there and we pull up and there's a fricking line and all of us, all four of us were like, Huh? Absolutely the fuck not. And this was very telling for all of us because you reach a certain age in your life where you're like, I am 1000% not willing to wait in line, especially in Canada. Okay. Even if it was hot, I'd be like, probably not. Like maybe we'd wait a few minutes, but like nothing is worth it for us at this time in our life to be like, yeah, like I'm going to wait in line to get in here. I don't give a shit about it, like enough to do that. So first we were like, absolutely not. We're not waiting in line. So the, there's a place right beside it called zoology, I think is what it's called the zoo. So we go up, there's no line and we're like, yeah, like, let's just go here. It is a nightclub. So let's just throw that out there. So the idea is we go in and we get in and they're like $10 cover. And we're all like, huh? So we were like, do we really want to stay here? And all of us said, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. So we fucking left there. I don't mean to be rude. Like, I don't mean to be rude when I say this. And I hope it's not offensive to anybody. But when you're no longer 20, when you're no longer 20. Yeah. Or in your early 20s. And now you're 30. You've got kids. You've got mortgage. You've got all of these things. You should walk up to the bouncer who's probably 12 years, 13 years younger than you. Yeah. And they should say, Please enter our bar, our establishment, sir. You need this. You need, you're here. You need this more than these guys need this. 
And you're probably going to spend more money when you're in here Facts. than they will. Facts. Because we all know when we were 20, we didn't have shit. You you pre-drank and didn't go to the club. You until went to the 12. club drunk. So you only had Correct. to have two beers. Correct. Where we're going there to literally drown our sorrows. <laughs> Drowned. Drown. I can't say that word. I never have been able to drown. The... So anyways, you're right. Like it's they, we should have like this free pass. Like, listen, come oh, in. Oh, let me see your ID. Today's your birthday. You're 39. Fuck in. me. Come yeah. on in. Yeah. So that didn't happen. No. Okay. So we were like, okay, we're over two. So we go across the street and we see the pub and we're like, this is our jam. Like it's a pub. There's typically live music. Sometimes there's throwbacks to like nineties, like hip hop. We're like, yeah, it's fucking this is our scene. So we go, they made this bar for us. We go in, everyone is 12. Like I cannot tell you. And it was like clubby. Like it it has changed. The atmosphere has changed since I've been there. And so we walk in, there's no cover. Thank God. We kind of go in and there's like this unspoken conversation between all of us. Like, do they know that we are old. Like I know that I feel too old to be there. No, but I didn't do feel, they know? I didn't feel like I was too old to be there. I felt like they were too young to be there. Okay. Fair. This is the problem that you have as a human being. You are always you. Yeah. Things don't change for you internally. You look in the mirror. It's still your same face because over time it's changed, but it's always been the same to you. Yeah. So you get into this club and you're looking at these kids who are 20, 21, 19, and you know they don't look like you. Yeah. Yeah. And we... Uh, but you still feel like you're in your... Like, for me, if someone said, Ryan, how old are you? And I didn't know how old I was. I said, how old do you think you feel? I'm like, well, I know I'm over 30. Yeah. I know for a fact I'm over 30. Maybe 33? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like I'm in my prime. When I show up and there's a 21-year-old and they look jacked. Yo, they look so young, Goes to though. the gym all the time. I'm like, I am fucking old. But it was a weird, like... I walked around and, and I, we were talking to Pete about this, my brother-in-law. And he said like the next morning, he was like, do they know that I'm like, are they thinking, yo, bro's too old to be here? Like he was like, I had that conversation and I did too. Like I remember walking to the bar and, uh, like at, literally everyone is so evidently so young and there's some looks and like, so you guys are guys. Right. And I'm like, I, I feel like, um, are they it's really dark in there. So they'll say something like whatever, like, Hey, how's it going? And then I'm like, and then do they look close? And they're like, nah, man, like she's old with two kids. And I'm like, this is such a weird feeling. And then I went up to the bar. Cause I was like, <laughs> so embarrassing. We were all at the side of the bar and no one was surfing us. And I was like, you know what? Again, you'd think the old fucks in the corner would, would, think. would be like the people to serve. They're probably the ones that are going to tip you. Right. So I venture through the crowd. I'm like, I'm going to get us all drinks. I'm going to sneak in here and we're going to do this. So I go and I wait and I find a fucking spot at the bar. And I was waiting for like quite some time. And I finally get there and she's like, and I have my credit card. She's like, this is cash only. You know that. And she was looking at me like I was such a freaking moron. And I was like, oh, I, for sure, for sure, sure. Give me one second. And so then obviously I leave and I had come back and you guys had already got drinks. And I'm like, I felt so stupid because she was like taking pity on me. Like this poor, this poor 35 year old girl. unfortunate soul. Anyway, it was a very weird experience to be in that space because we don't ever feel your age. And you hear like, I remember when I was in my 20s and we would have friends of friends who were like late 30s. And I remember them saying like, I don't feel 
like I'm 40 or I don't feel like I still feel like I'm 25. And I remember thinking, bro, you're not like when I was 20. Here's the truth. When I was 20 years of age and I was out at a bar with my buddies and I saw a 40 year old at the bar, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you flat out. I was like, dude, I know, I know high school was cool, but you ain't cool anymore. (laughs) This ain't your place. Captain Joe. Yeah. Like take your varsity jacket off. (laughs) And the pub across the street that's playing ukulele stuff, go over but, there and drink your beer. But to be fair, that's what we thought we were. We thought we were going into. to that, but we should have known. But either way, it just isn't. And now, what you won't say, and what you maybe not won't admit, but I know you well enough to know that we were standing at the side of that bar. We knew we were going to get served. You like going and commingling because you, deep down inside, really enjoy being flirted with. Wow. You that's do. That's very like intuitive of you. Yeah. Thank you. No. Yes, you do. No. I, hold on. I'm not. You were going in there to see, hey, I might feel a little old, but let's see if these young lads still try to buy me a drink. Wow. A hundred percent. No. I literally walked in there and I was like, the minute I got into the crowd, I was like, I have full regrets. Like I felt so uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. My, my whole thing was I wanted to get drinks before Andy did. Like I was, I literally said that to him. I'm like, I'll bet you that I'm going to get served over there because there's two more bartenders over there than you're going to get served over here. And that's why I went. Cause I'm but, hot. But thanks I'm for young, that. That's mean. And I'm a mom of two. That was mean. It's not mean. It's an observation. Brittany, you're beautiful. If, if I were you, I would definitely want to be hit on. No, I'm not saying that. In fact, I'm not you and I want to be hit on. It just doesn't happen. I know, but that's not that's not what went through my head. No 18-year-old <laughs> girl is going to come up to old Ryan and be like, I hear it's your birthday. Can I get you a drink? Well, I don't know. You're, They're like, you're who's pretty that charming. creepy guy with the beard in the corner? You're pretty charming. Yeah, once they get to know me, but if they don't get to know me, I'm just a creepy dude who doesn't belong Maybe in the Maybe just bar. use like touch of gray and then you could have like a silver fox thing going on. Oh, so just get a little older and I'll, I won't be creepy anymore. Yeah. I'm at the wrong age. Yeah. I'm in like this, like, I'm in this, like, what's that, what's that, that word? It was in the movie, the TV show Lost. Oh, limbo. Oh no. Purgatory. No. I'm in purgatory. Yeah. I'm in purgatory, age purgatory. <laughs> I'm not old enough to be sexy and I'm not young enough to oh, be sexy. Oh no, you're sexy. I'm in that age where it's like, why are you here, no, bro? Uh, no, absolutely not. I disagree. Uh, guys are like, why are you here, bro? And girls are like, eh. No, no. They're like, I'm going to get that guy who probably has two kids. I can totally get him to take me home. I guarantee that guy's got a good job, but ow. No. Ow. Ow. Anyways, uh, this has been very enlightening. Now I know what you think of me when we go to the bar. Uh, I think very highly of you, actually. Hopefully next year I won't let you down on your birthday. So if you're a bar and you're out there and you're listening to this. If you're a bar? Don't, yeah. If you're just a bar. (laughs) If you're a, if you are a landmark a a, re, resi, a residential or or commercial property <clears throat> and you're listening to this when we show up and we're old don't make us pay cover yeah let us in serve us first if you're a bouncer yeah well Just or yeah well if you're a human being that take would be pity on, take on pity on the old people because they are going to make you more money and they definitely need it better more than the 20 we're there to spend money <laughs> and don't and and also don't kick us out of the bar because we're too drunk yeah <laughs> because that's not fair either let me be drunk at your bar. Yeah. I can't believe I got kicked out of a bar in my 30s. We deserve it. Anyways. Love you. Peace out, A-Town. Happy birthday <laughs> to you.
everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself.